0: Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontanelle Final Bell on the Royal Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Welcome to the 1st of May. Now things get serious, right? As the summer is officially around the corner, our minds really turn to full of what's going on planting-wise. But unfortunately, we've got a market that's just kind of got a downward move to it. Uh, a minutia of the markets. There's the big word we're going to use for today. We've got some wetter, warmer weather coming in. Of course, got the influences happening from the outside trades. And then looking at the livestock, we've got some... Looking at the complex today on the midday, lower numbers once again, some big drops in the feeder cattle um, and some drop once again in the hogs. We're going to get all the details today from Adam Ickes. Adam, of course, with offs. So let's kind of start out. You kind of threw this out there, kind of the little T-ball launch, the minutiae of these markets, shall we say. What is kind of the feel that you got as we hit this first week of May?
1: Uh, you know, the the focus this time of year turns to weather. It would seem like guys are probably getting a little frustrated with the weather not being ideal for planting or the conditions of planting. But the market has been stuck in a negative uh, tilt here for the last couple weeks, and we've had a pretty pretty decent sized move in corn and beans to the down. Um, so hopefully that will slow down one of these days, and we can flip the momentum of the market to a more of a positive feel as we come into the you know the summer, which holds the majority of the. Pies in the corn market for sure, and the bean market doesn't typically get kind of ramped up until June. So we should have a little time to not panic quite yet.
0: But, but that's the cue right there is panic not yet. Uh, many folks are used to being in the field and a, and a big chunk of it done already. Mother Nature has definitely proved a, a slowdown there. So looking at that, what are some marketing thoughts that you guys are having and conversations that you're having with your clientele?
1: You know, we're trying to stay patient, uh, stick to whatever the principles and disciplines are that we have implemented or or talked about previously and stay patient on the weakness and try to focus on what we're going to do on the next opportunity of strength. If guys are feeling like they're undersold and need to have some management uh, going on that would be flexible, it's a perfect situation for using options of some type to not give into a lower market, but also protect a worst case scenario if that's uh, something that's weighing on somebody's mind.
0: What are your thoughts on the basis right now in the countryside?
1: You know I think there's a lot of mixed understanding of a lot of uh what do I want to say advisory type people talking about how strong the basis numbers are, but we rolled some pretty massive inverses into the uh July board you know so the basis is probably neutral a weaker than it was a month ago, but it as as it appears as a number, the number appears to be bigger, but we took a you know a thirty to forty cent hit to get that bigger number. Um, So although it's strong, obviously, and it's probably, you know, 20, 30, 40 cents better than normal, it's deceptively not as strong as it may appear. But overall, the basis is still good.
0: Uh, Looking at, uh, I mean, obviously, the crop insurance and and the commodities all in general kind of come together, roll into this big picture. So if they're not in the fields, maybe now's the time right now they should be kind of writing out this plan a little bit to have conversations so they got the right marketing steps going forward.
1: Yeah, having a, having a plan and having a focal point is makes it way easier to make decisions in a, in the moment type situation. And if you don't necessarily have a plan, you don't, for sure don't know where you're going. Um, so we're, we try to focus on making sure we understand what the plan is and everybody's got a little different, you know, ideal situation going on for them. Um, so we do a good job of trying to communicate that and making sure we're on the same page so we can, move forward and have 30 to 45 day execution plans. So when we do get in these times of negativity, instead of uh, feeling like we're missing out or whatever the case is, we, sh- we should be in line as long as we're doing our job, we should be in line with whatever the plan um, was, and we should be in the position we intended to be in.
0: You know, last week, Adam, we had heard talk that Brazil was starting to see some some drier conditions setting in for this Safrina corn crop. Has any of that changed, or is that, and should it be, a, a marketing concern for us?
1: You know, I don't know that specifically, but trying to predict that stuff uh, and, and you know, watching what's going on in those areas, definitely, you know, depending on your risk palette, it's worth watching, but uh, you still got to... Kind of have a plan because you don't know what's going to happen anywhere as far as weather goes. Still pretty. Um, so trying to have a trying to have an execution strategy that says, "Hey, we'll account for this in this way," but it's not going to 100% dictate our decision making is super important.
0: The crop's still pretty much a lot cheaper than what we're dealing with here in the states, though, right?
1: right? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yep.
0: What about from a soybean perspective? I mean, these beans have been on kind of a, a crazy, wild ride today, and then we end up seeing them, um, you know, pop back up again today.
1: Yeah, we kind of pulled back to the lows that we kind of uh, bounced off of back in March, and we pulled back and hit those a day, and we looks like we at least maybe slowed the bleeding for the short term. Um, but, you know, beans typically kind of calm down this time of year, and and for the last five or ten years, if you look at, like, uh, layover charts, you get some pretty decent opportunities in Jan Feb, and then it calms down until May, which is about where we're at. So I would think we'd have a little – I don't think the bean market's probably over. Historically, it's not anyway. It uh, looks like we get a little get a little momentum change. We'd have a chance to get back to the mid 13s, which would probably be a pretty decent place to start paying attention again.
0: Has China been just kind of hanging out there in the in the background, a little concern? I mean, they we saw a lot of cancellations last week. Um, is there fears that those numbers could pick up this week?
1: You know, that is a great question. I do not. I have anything educated to say about that? <laughs> that's okay.
0: <laughs> that's that's toy. Well, let's talk about let's talk about the wheat side of it as we get ready to wrap up this first half. I mean, we need more rain to stabilize this crop. But what are you hearing when it comes to this wheat crop as we move forward into the month of May?
1: You know, you look at the state of Kansas. It looks like they got a pretty decent rain. I never looked in, to see how much of the state it covered, but they have been in a dire drought. You know, for the last six months to a year. And I would assume if they don't get some pretty intense relief, they're going to have a heck of a time replenishing the stocks that they lost last year in corn and wheat. Um, I would assume that the the prospects of a decent wheat crop getting produced down there should be pretty slim. But, um, you know, on a bigger level than that, hopefully they get a little rain to get in position to, you know, look forward to something.
0: All right, well, stick around, folks. More is coming up. It's the Fontenelle final bell right here on the Rural Radio Network.
1: Hey, Tom, I see a Fontenelle sign there on your North 80. That corn looks pretty good. Well, yeah, my neighbors had good luck with Fontenelle, so I decided to give it a try. They've been around for quite a while? Well, sure have. In the last three seasons, Fontenelle's 15 top-yielding corn products had over a nine-bushel advantage over Pioneer's commercially available leading volume corn products. Wow, that's impressive. I'm thinking I might add some Fontenelle to my farm. Well, just contact your local dealer or go to fontanelle.com if you want more information. Read and follow pesticide label directions, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices
0: radio network i'm susan littlefield as we continue the conversation with adam Mickus. adam of course is with trade us and you may have caught a t-ball comment i kind of made at the very beginning and and you and adam we were talking over the break i mean you've got some great analysis or maybe some side-by-side comparisons when it comes to marketing plans and being a t-ball coach
1: that's right i was just in the in the midst of formulating a t-ball coaching email and I was telling her that marketing can be very similar to managing the dugout at a t-ball. If you got a plan, it can be super enjoyable. And if you don't have a plan, it's going to be unbelievably chaotic and stressful. So that is the correlation today.
0: And it definitely, definitely hits as we get, you know, we talked about this a little bit in the front half is the fact that we've got to have a plan, especially if these markets keep changing from a global perspective, whether you're looking at grain or livestock, um, there's going to be some interesting hurdles, I think, this spring.
1: Yeah, I think every year there's, it's an interesting year every year. You never know what's going to happen, but once, once you get past it and look backwards, it seems like it, everything, you know, seems a little bit more obvious, but we don't have the luxury of doing that. So we got to be the opposite of that and be looking forward and having a pretty content, exciting approach to what we're trying to accomplish so that we can, you know, execute during, during times of high emotion and and feel good about it.
0: Switch over to the livestock side. Are we seeing? some struggles happening on this cattle complex?
1: You know, the cattle market has been at an extreme point of strength for a pretty long period of time, probably for the last month. Um, In the last couple days is probably the first time we've showed any sign of weakness as far as the current, like, you know, relative to the most recent market exposure we've had. Uh, So fat cattle are starting to show a little bit of uh, weakness and feeder cattle are still hanging pretty strong. Um, but usually you get some pretty good action in the cattle market either way coming into the summer. So maybe it just hangs in there. But it looks like it's trying to weaken up in the short term anyway.
0: Well, and then we got the the struggles of this cash market that, you know, literally waited till the the bitter end of the week to try to do anything.
1: Yeah, but seems to be how the cash cattle market goes. I think as of the last couple of weeks, the basis is probably three or four bucks better than normal. Um, We got a pretty, oh, probably two or three bucks bigger than normal uh, inverse going from the April fat cow to the June market. Um, so you're probably going to have some pretty um, what I embellished values as you're coming into June. And usually that'll calm down and try to work its way back to unders as you get into later in the summer.
0: What about these feeder cattle numbers? I mean, we saw the big drop happen this afternoon. Is this something... They can turn themselves around or are they just going to really kind of follow what happens in the live side for a while?
1: Um, you know, I think the, the the meats seem to be in a bullish tilt and probably have been trying to be bullish for two years and just finally picked up steam in the last six months. But the numbers are <clears throat> lower. I would think at some point the values of a animal are probably going to be bigger than they are today. Um, but that I don't know if that necessarily means the Board of Trade is going to rally a whole lot. Usually that ends up being a basis-driven thing, which is a little harder to you know, maybe perceive in the cattle market than it is in the grain market, but it's probably got the same, definitely has the same tendencies and same relationship um, as the grains, as long as you're willing to see it that way.
0: All right. What about these hogs? Kind of the, the elephant in the hogs room been, right now.
1: Yeah. They're about the opposite of the feeder cattle market. They keep looking like they should do something and they just don't do anything. Um, so they'd be sitting on the opposite side of the market. They've actually, you know, had a little bit of a run the last few days and gotten more to a more comfortable state uh versus being extremely negative like they've been stuck. You know, they've been stuck probably darn near the opposite of the feeder cattle market for the last month and a half or so. They've been stuck in a negative week, you know, state of the market. So they are due to have a little strength at some point no matter what the news says.
0: So as you look at the overall picture, Adam, whether you, you want to talk grain or livestock, what is the thing that you're wanting um, folks to be focusing on right now in, in this first couple weeks of May?
1: Um, I think people get really caught up in information, um, having a plan that's, I mean, you can maybe account for the information or or let that lean lean you a certain direction, but it would appear that you've got to have a bigger plan than that as far as what your keys and your principles and your execution strategies are. Um, so you know, waiting for planning progress reports to come out. And that's, I would say, how a lot of people probably think about it. We we definitely think about that for sure. Um, but we don't put 100% of the weight of how are we going about making decisions on that type of situation. We try to be a little more proactive and in control of that situation and manage it more so than wait for the information to show us something.
0: And that's just one of many reports that kind of weigh into those marketing decisions.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Yep, for sure. Every every week there's another report telling you something.
0: So what's the best I don't know what? So what's the best way, Adam, for folks to get a hold of you guys at Tradeos?
1: I um, mean, look us up on social media. Uh, our website is com. Um, uh, there's a lot of ways to find us on uh Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. Any way that's most comfortable for you, reach out and we'll Try to get in touch with
0: you. All right, sounds good. Thanks, Adam, for joining us today. As we always remind folks, commodity futures and options do involve a substantial risk of loss not suitable to all investors. That's the Monday version of the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers on the Rural Radio Network.